Kia ora, I'm Tom Kitchen, and today on The Detail, when it comes to disability policy, it might seem like there's been a lot of progress in the last few years. New ministries? More than one million Kiwis living with a disability had their very own ministry launched today. Its name is Kaha, the Ministry of Disabled People, and its chief executive will be disabled, a New Zealand first. The new ministry promised a commitment to delivering bold and transformational change, quote-unquote, for the disability community, announcing over $1 billion of new funding for the sector. And new bills before Parliament. It is an honour and a privilege to introduce the Accessibility for New Zealanders bill to this House. Today marks an important and historic milestone for the disability community and for Aotearoa New Zealand. Although there's been a lot of hope... The mood at Parliament today, one of celebration. Many people said we'd never have our own ministry. And so today, momentous start. It's off to a good start. Many argue it's still way off. Disability advocates are worried Faikaha will be limited by what they're describing as the toothless legislation alongside it. This bill is just like a tick box for the government to say, yeah, we've done our job. And in terms of party policy, this election, there isn't much there for Tangata Faikaha. Disabled people have the same aspirations and dreams that other people have in society. Should be enabling that to happen rather than putting in policies and practices which don't allow that to happen. Disabled people are often left out of political conversations or ignored. How can we make sure their voices are heard? Colleen Brown is the chairperson of Disability Connect, a disability information service in Auckland. She's been advocating for disabled people since her son Travis, who has Down syndrome, was born about 40 years ago. She's tried to get changes made, but says there are still huge barriers. There are certain types of people with disabilities who can get out there and do amazing things. But generally speaking, they have to overcome a number of perceptions about them before they can do that. Society is changing quite dramatically. However, you still get people who are quite surprised when they see a disabled person leading a particular organisation or highly trained or specialist in a particular area. I still think we're lagging in our attitude to disability and our expectations are still quite low. And it's only really by getting disabled people out there in communities that you dispel those attitudes. So if I take our son Travis's, he went to local schools and uh, a child sat down and Travis was in a running race and going flat out, he was really competitive. He comes from a family of four. You compete, you know, if you want that last sausage roll, you're in there, mate. <laughs> you just don't hang back. This young child said to the teacher, he's more like me than not. I never thought that. And for a 12-year-old to say that, I felt there was a, a massive breakthrough in understanding disabled people have the same aspirations and dreams that other people have in society. Mm. And we should be enabling that to happen rather than putting in policies and practices which don't allow that to happen. Or, or we just keep on saying, oh, everybody's equal here. We all have equal opportunities. It's been proven time and time again that that attitude is just baseless. 
Colleen's written an article for the spin-off, taking a close look at the disability policies of each party. The Green Party has come out with a raft of policies. They have done their homework. According to policy.nz, the Greens have 14 disability policies. Four other parties have one. Te Party Māori's is about reducing barriers to get benefits. The Opportunities Party wants to increase income support for disabled people. The Labour Party wants to keep public transport discounts for some people, like those who have community service cards or use total mobility services. And the National Party's disability policy is to remove public transport discounts for those people. All other parties have none. Colleen talks about one Greens policy she thinks is a big deal. I highlighted one of them was the the need for advocacy. That came in in the 1989 Education Act. It was deemed as important then. 30 years of data have been lost. Well, what exactly did this group do? Well, it was only up for about six months. (laughs) You know, it was gone. Gone by lunchtime, thank you. Uh, 1991, it it had gone. And so the government changed and it was just being set up as a family advocacy centre. So you could go there and you'd say, look, we're getting these issues occurring right across the education system. The Education Act has changed, but we still can't get our kids into local schools. They would gather up all this information and look at systemic issues and trends and what was happening. We don't have data that tells us how many disabled children are coming through who may be wanting a particular form of living requirements later on. We don't know. We don't have that information. Dr. Huhana Hickey is a human rights lawyer. She has multiple sclerosis and is not only disabled herself, she brought up a disabled son. She's been a tireless advocate for the disabled. She sits on the Human Rights Tribunal and many boards. She says it's still a fight, for example, over Tia Matawai, the new highly touted public housing development in Auckland. A major housing development in central Auckland has opened after four years of construction. Te Matawai, a complex of 276 units, was unveiled on Grey's Ave today. The Prime Minister believes it's the largest public housing development this Labour government has delivered. Beautiful building. I was part of the decision about that when I was briefly on the board. However, three wheelchair users, they showed us the accessible space. No good for wheelchair users. It's too small. Tiny. The rooms are too small. You would fit a little old person on a walker in that with a single bed with no partner. You can't fit a wheelchair person. Maybe they've got a partner, a hoist, their wheelchair, if they've got a service animal, all in that one apartment. It doesn't work. It's too small. Then they had these little rooms next to it, and they were called utility rooms that you put your equipment in. So if you need dialysis and that, that's fine. But if you're a wheelchair user, you can't even access that. The bathrooms were so small. I've got two carers. I'm of a cuddly size. So are my carers a little bit sometimes. And when I'm showered, I need to fit three people in there. You couldn't fit two people in those showers. Mm. So it wasn't designed for wheelchair users. But it will meet the needs of people with partial mobility issues and maybe other disabilities such as visual hearing, but it won't fit the needs of wheelchair users. You need to have a range of designs. We're talking about people that will live in that building for 30, maybe 40 years. They need a building that meets their needs. 
Kainga Order says it's made sure a large proportion, 60% of the homes in the Taumatawai development would be suitable for people with disabilities because it knows there's a demand for them. A number of the units have extras such as raisable benches, side opening ovens and lower shelving. They have been recognised with life marker ratings of three, which means usable and future-proofed, or four, which means well-designed for ageing in place. But the highest rating is five, which means a high degree of accessibility. Kainga Order will also modify properties to help individual tenants. Meanwhile, last year, there was a big gain from the government. Well, we got a new ministry. Uh, that was after I did the Hekoi of Hope protest at Parliament. Disability campaigners gathered on the steps of Parliament today asking to have a seat at the table. A quarter of the population have disabilities, but campaigners say they aren't represented in Parliament. The next generation need to hear the wheel, need to hear the challenge, that it's time. Your voices need to be heard and you don't need to be afraid anymore. We gave them some stories, we gave them a petition. Six months later, they announced a new ministry, which we were told we would never, ever get. Who were you told that by? Different ministers over the many years, different parties. No political party in parliament has had any desire to fully implement something about bringing disabled people into parliament and about giving us our own ministry, equity and our own voice. There's been little bits of it, but it's always at the... Uh, desires of whoever's in control at that time. So they don't value us. They don't see us. We don't see um, politicians in Parliament with disabilities from the community. There's been candidates over the years. Amon Daly, who passed away, was a quadriplegic who was relentlessly trying to get into Parliament. We've had other candidates that um, we've wanted to try and get there. They don't get high enough on the party list. We did get Mojo Mathis. I'm breaking boundary. I'm having to find a new way of doing it. I have to work out what's going to make this work for me because it hasn't been done before by someone who can't hear. But she didn't get in on the list the next time, so we lost her. And a lot of it is just politics. It's the way it works. They don't see value in disabled people. That's not new. Mm, That's mm. something we're used to. Yeah, it would have been a celebration, but a surprise almost when they announced that the ministry was going to come. Yes, because we didn't necessarily want a ministry. We wanted an independent entity that can oversee our needs and be able to give us a voice in areas where we really badly needed that voice to be heard. What we wanted was actually an independent entity that could advise every ministry. So not a big ministry in itself, but an, a bit like WorkSafe, independent of government. And that independence was a key point because that way then they weren't tied to any particular government funding as such. And they had that, a bit like an ombudsman, but that there were practical roles there. And within that would be safeguarding for adults, which is around protecting disabled from abuse and violence. There would have been policy advisors, which would have worked out perfectly, but we didn't get to have that. Why not? Why did you not get to have that? Because they don't listen to us. They never have listened to us. Ministers think they know better. Many of them think they know what they don't know. And they will tell us, even though we are the experts, uh, we've got several disabled people that are very highly skilled and experts in this field, but they don't listen to us. They never have. Mm. And it's very clear they still don't really listen to us. What do you think this ministry will actually do and how will it work in with other 
ministries? Because is its job to work independently from other ministries or advise other ministries? Or is there actually a clear idea of what it should do? I don't think that it's clear yet, but I know that they're still evolving things. The problem you've got is you've again got non-disabled advising, even the CEO who herself is disabled, but is getting advice from a non-disabled person. And this is the stuff that really grates us. We've got 1.5 million disabled in this country, and yet we're not deemed to be able to be a chief advisor to the CEO and to the government. You know, why not? Uh, until we get our voices heard where we what we say is taken seriously, we're basically very limited in what we're able to achieve. Here are Colleen Brown's thoughts on the new ministry. I always say that actually it takes a year or two for any ministry to get up and running. It's a massive step in the right direction is what disabled people have wanted. So you have to give them a bit of leeway uh, to getting up and running. That I think is going to, well I hope, is going to give a lot stronger voice around the table uh, for disabled people and the and the issues that they want addressed within government. One of the concerns I suppose that a number of of us have, is that other ministries sit back and say, oh, well, we'll just leave it to those guys. So you do have to be on the case all the time. So yes, Faikaha will be a bit of a watchdog. And you'll notice that it's Ministry of Disabled People, and it's run particularly by disabled people for disabled people. And that's a, a, a real plus. So I particularly hope that that isn't touched. Yeah, well, it doesn't seem to be on the cutting board. I mean, you know, ACT uh, want to get rid of, you know, like the Human Rights Commission and the Ministry for Pacific Peoples, amongst others, but they don't want to touch the disability ministry, from what I've seen. Yeah, but they will be. They will be, by implication. If I'm Pacifica, I will probably go to the Ministry of Pacific Affairs to talk about issues in a language that I feel comfortable speaking about, and then I may be supported to go elsewhere. And it's same with women's affairs. The plight and state of disabled women in this country needs a long, hard look at, and who's going to take that to the table? Mm. The thing that really distresses me is the human rights one because human rights do have a whole area for disabled people. That is part and parcel of the work that we do uh, is through human rights. Back to the changes under the Labour government. They brought in the Welfare Expert Advisory Group to try and reform the social welfare system and in turn help the disabled. But some haven't been too happy with that progress. Heartbreaking. That's how advocates and members of the Welfare Expert Advisory Group described the past two years. None of the group's 42 recommendations have been fully implemented. Huhana Hickey was on that advisory group and remains disappointed. It's been five years. We were encouraged that this could become a non-political, like bipartisan uh, or non-partisan approach by all the different parties to embrace, adopt and accept. But five years later, we're still not really seeing massive changes. And sadly, that's impacting. Um, We have seen wage increases or benefit increases, which has taken people from 290 a week to about 390 a week. And that's not a lot, but it does make a difference. There's also been the Accessibility for New Zealanders bill, uh, which passed its first reading. Firstly, it establishes the Accessibility Committee led by disabled people, Tangata Whaikaha Māori and their whānau, to provide independent recommendations to myself 
as Minister for Disability Issues. There's still a bit of a few issues around that, yeah? It doesn't have any standards, no mechanism for enforcement and no dispute resolution process. I don't support it myself. It's badly written, one of the worst written bills. Why didn't they ask some of us disabled lawyers to write it? It's not well done and uh, quite frankly it scares me if it gets in because we actually need a Disabilities Act that oversees more than just access. It needs to be a rounded act that can deal with everything, down to even hate crimes. I mean, I have security cameras because of threats against my life. What about safeguarding adults, you know, the safety of our community? We need to have better laws that oversee everything, not piecemeal laws like the Human Rights Commission. Human Rights Act only deals with some aspects around disability discrimination. We only have uh, building code 4121, which is over 40 years out of date and needs updating urgently for accessibility. We don't have a well-rounded legislation that needs to oversee every aspect of everything that affects disabled, which is everything and every law. If we had a legislation that oversaw it all, we would then be able to have a voice in every piece of law that comes before Cabinet. Colleen Brown has spent 40 years trying to make some political headway with parties of every stripe. I counted up how many ministers I'd spoken to on education alone. I think there were every minister since 1980. Wow. Every single minister I've spoken to. So, Tom, you do get a little bit tired of this. And often we refer to ourselves as survivors because you survive a very indifferent system. And, and politicians come and go. Uh, our kids are there forever. And we need to be quite staunch in what we want for them. And sometimes you, you do have to uh, be very direct with ministers and with their public servants about what it is that's required. I said in this article, I feel as I've gone back to the 1980s with some of these policies, these have been hard fought for what we've achieved. And uh, there's been various groups uh, advising government about how to make life better for those people who need a different form of support to to make their lives uh, more livable. I see it slipping away. She remembers former Associate Education Minister and ACT Party leader Rodney Hyde making a big change. He spent some time with a family uh, who had a child in a special school. And he suddenly realised how policies restricted the life that this young person could lead. And he made sure that a reviewable component in the resources given to this young child and to many others across the country, the reviewable part was taken out because what was happening is that you would get a bundle of resources for a year and at the end of that year it could be reviewed. And the problem is that if you'd made astounding progress because you had a teacher aid and you had point one or point two of a teacher supporting you, uh, well, I'm sorry, you've made too much progress. We can't have that. So I do take my hat off to Rodney Hyde for that. He um, came to a public meeting that I chaired. He was very um, moved by his experience. And I think politicians need to understand the lives that ordinary New Zealanders live before they really do create policies which may be restrictive. Do we need to give politicians these opportunities to 
experience these situations? Well, you know, um, for somebody who's a wheelchair user and and um, has a number of issues, getting up in the morning and getting to appointments is is a massive exercise. Uh, getting a autistic young person out the door into a taxi or into your own car to take them somewhere can be very challenging. And people often don't understand that. How can we encourage people to make sure that we have accessible areas for disabled people in kind of every aspect of life? Put disabled people on your boards. Put disabled people on your advisories. Bring disabled people in with the skills, not just because they're disabled, but they're disabled and they have certain skills. So, for instance, with the American Disabilities Act, uh, disabled doctors and nurses lobbied and they won the right to be able to continue practicing. I have friends in America who are in wheelchairs, who are plastic surgeons. They perform surgery from an adapted table and they do fine. Um, others' disabilities exist there. In our country, we don't let our disabled doctors and nurses continue to practice. We don't adapt anything for them. Um, and so, therefore, we're not really looking at disabled people for their skills. We see them as disabled. Immediately, we devalue them. We don't put them into employment. We don't see their value. There is good value. We are seeing slight changes. Have we gone forwards still? Uh, we haven't gone backwards? No, we, we've gone forwards, but we're right at a crossroads and it depends who gets in at the next election as to whether or not that crossroad will go down one road or go down the other. You know, we've still got a long way to go. If they fully implemented the welfare report, if they fully implemented some of the recommendations we've made, if they allowed us the proper funding within the ministry, the new ministry, Maybe we will see ourselves evolve a lot quicker and go a lot further. But we are at a crossroads of regress, and that's the concern. That's it for today. I'm Tom Kitchen. The detail is supported by the Public Interest Journalism Fund. Today's episode was engineered by Mark Chesterman. Our producers are Alexia Russell and Bonnie Harrison. Thanks to Colleen Brown and Huhana Hickey. Ma te wa. Ma te wa.